Welcome to the Beer Healer Interviews. I am your host, Chris Lukinenko, and I scour this big brand land of ours, looking under fermenters and behind mash tuns to find the best beer stories to share with you. The Beer Healer Interviews is now available on all major podcast services. If you like the show and want to help out, can I ask you to simply rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast service? Just leave a few words and a rating and the podcast gods will do the rest. By doing this, you'll help others to discover the show more easily and hopefully get more people interested in this great industry that we call craft beer. Australia, nay, the world, is currently experiencing the Great Resignation, or even worse, that quietly quitting craze. Either way, the world is changing so drastically and people are rethinking their current situations, whether that be their life partners, their homes, their careers, many are moving on. And the beer world is no different. With change comes new opportunities and chances to chase your dreams. I've heard of quite a few people that were with Brewery A pre-COVID who are now with Brewery B in 2022, which brings me to one of my favourite guests of the last few years. I reached out to Seeker Brewing recently because I'd seen them on the social media and thought they seemed like they had a pretty cool story to tell. Then they messaged back and it read, Hey Chris, this is Jeff, originally from Grassy Knoll. I'd love to catch up for another chat. Boom! Mind blown. Well, fuck me. (laughs) Jeff, the drummer from another mother that I loved talking to last time, was at a new brewery. What the hell? I thought that seemed pretty weird. Knowing his backstory from episode 134, go and check it out. And then, thanks to my amazing research skills, I realised there's a little bit more to this story. So without any further delay, let's get into it. Mate, welcome back to the Beer Healer Interviews. Hey, Chris, good to be back. It is awesome to see you again, mate. I have to say I was totally not expecting your name to pop up when I messaged um, Seeker a month or so ago. Yeah, I bet. I wasn't sure actually if you knew that it was me or not. I um, No, no idea. I felt like maybe you did and you just you wanted to get to the bottom of it. But, it, um, you know, no, no. I think <sighs> uh, it's a good coincidence that you didn't. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, where, where do we begin with the chat? Because last time we spoke, we talked about all things Grassy Knoll. And at the end of that chat, you told me that the future of your brewery was adding to your core beers and your soft core range, in yeah. inverted commas, because you had a break from music. Yeah. And you got to brew more beers up in Wollongong. Yeah. But never did you mention in that chat that you would be starting a new beer brand. And that was only about 12 months ago. What the hell happened? Well, yeah, it's, it's a good one. Um, and I was 100% definitely not thinking of it either. Uh, but the short story, we can dive into it a bit more, is that um, 12 years on from when we spoke, I had the opportunity to um, take over the brewery where I was brewing grassy knob beers. Uh, and that was called Bulleye? Bulleye Brewing, yeah. Yep. So I was, um, guess I was gypsy brewing. I was paying a bit of rent and I was brewing the beers out of there, um, doing my own thing. And then I got sort of offered to take over the brewery space, not Bulleye Brewing itself as a business because he's he might still do bits and pieces. Actually, he's... He's done a contract with me now, so it's sort of really <laughs> it's come full circle. I took on the um the stress of running it and he's <laughs> he's sort of taking the back seat. But um I, the the big one was uh getting the brewery and, and the investment with it and it and the decision with that too meant um it kind of worked out starting starting fresh. It wasn't an easy decision, but it was sort of one that meant that we can move forward and, you know, I can take the next step. Which So the world's in the midst of a pandemic. Pandemic. Most things have gone to shit, but you double down and invest even further into this craft beer thing. Well, well yeah, 
you know, I I definitely dive headfirst into things. So uh, <laughs> funny, funny though, with this one, I I did take a long time because the big, definitely the big decision was um, jumping ship, which you know I was pretty, as you know, I was pretty heavily invested. Um, both personally and yeah, like you know, it was something that I that I helped grow a lot. So I. Yeah, it wasn't an easy decision, but and this is the thing where I get confused because you go to the Grassy Knoll website that's still in existence. Yeah, Uh, no stock available on it, which no no stock. No, we've got look. There's a little bit of stock. A bunch of old merchandise to get rid of. We actually do have a bunch of shirts, so um, (laughs) hit me up. (laughs) There's still. Ben still um, gets on the Instagram every now and again. We might get a few co- like people contacting us, but there's some merch. So maybe hit us up and we'll throw some merch out. Um, there yeah. you go. Everybody, <laughs> hit them up. Hit them up. But um, I think uh, apart from that, the decision was kind of as as well as sort of like the investment side of the business side, uh, we, we felt like a bit of a fresh branding, a new company that kind of, represented sort of where we were in Wollongong and the values that we have here. So it's a pretty – Wollongong's a pretty beautiful place, much like Tassie. We got like a lot of surfing, mountain bike riding. We get a lot of music because we got the uni. It's, um, it's all pretty prolific in those things. So we found like the sort of brand seeker really resonated with that. And yeah. after long, um, long, long thought on it, it was just, yeah, it kind of – the more you think about it, the more we it's like, you know, this is starting to feel like the right thing to do. And so we just went went for yeah, it. Okay. And I haven't looked back since. Sorry to interrupt. Just a couple of things you can do if you want to help spread this craft beer gospel. First up, Apple Podcasts. If you've got it on your phone, find the beer here interviews. Scroll all the way down to the bottom, rate, review, subscribe. That's the best thing you can do to help me out. Other than that, whatever podcast player you listen to this on, follow me or subscribe to me on that one. And then also find me on Instagram and follow me there. Thanks for your help. So second time around for you. I know you didn't get divorced, but I wonder if maybe much like some of my mates um, who are on their second wives and girlfriends um, have and have pretty much the exact opposite of their first wife now uh, as their partner. Did you throw out the business plan, plan from Grassy Knoll and just go with something completely different? Well, yeah, 100%. I, um, with Grassy Knoll starting that, like I basically, for lack of a better description, had no idea. I was um, – <laughs> I did like I guess with the brewing side of things, I've always kind of um, been really into that. But everything else that goes with the business of running a brewing company, it, you know, I was learning as as I went. I was on the well, everything I quite on the branding and everything around grass. You know, I really like the logo; yeah. it's quite simple. And and the message behind the knoll itself, and you know, the sort of the relation to your brother and all that sort of thing. Like, oh, I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah, maybe was it too too niche, perhaps? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like. Um, don't get me wrong, it was something that I, I was so passionate about with it all. And mm. there was there was like a little bit of um, hesitation too with the locals here still, even though they knew, you know, you had to explain that you're brewing in Wollongong and whatnot and, you know, you know, I lived here and, you know, the people who work behind it lived in Wollongong, but there was still this thing, oh, yeah, you're from Bondi still, you know, you're from Bondi. And yep. it just was kind of, you know, we could, we could run that battle for a bit and then obviously it would have been fine, but. Um, definitely jumping ship, you know, maybe it was the, the, the easier option, but you know, 
work smarter, not hard, harder. <laughs> yeah. So Grassy Knoll stays with Ben. Is that kind of the plan? Uh, well, like at this point, we're not too sure what what will happen with Grassy Knoll. We're um, I don't want to sort of comment too much on it because yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's a divorce, so we we got yeah, yeah, yeah. custody um, and stuff. <laughs> ben and I, um, so Ben Ben's involved with Seeker as well. Um, oh right, okay. Well, that relationship didn't end at all. No way. Oh, but, that's what I thought you were saying. No, no, um, no. Ben you and, are an onion. Just un- we're just uncovering layers here tonight. <laughs> so yeah, no, Ben. I work so closely with Ben all the time. So like when. We decided to do Seeker. He was he was on board. He was the same as me. It was just like, oh no, what have we worked all this time on? And then jump and ship. But like as we speak now, we're kind of we're pretty happy. We have and um, we've okay. had a lot. Of, we've had a lot of good sort of uh, feedback on, on the new on the new branding and, and people getting behind it. Especially I like love- because it's people love new stuff. So yeah. you, can, you can even create a business model where you just <laughs> create something new every year and, like, you know, you'd be selling out because someone uh, – Don't worry. I've had more than a few uh, marketers contact me saying, we should start a beer brand together, thinking that I know about brewing, which, as everybody who's listened all this time, knows I'm a pretty average bloody home brewer. But they just keep thinking, oh, I've got a brand, we can do this. And I'm always like, fuck, A, it's really hard. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to. Jesus, yeah, that's really hard. That's um, a lot of work. The, yeah, I knew what I was in for starting all over again, and um, the lesson I learned a lot with Grassy Knoll. So doing it again was a lot easier. I cut a lot of fat from stuff I didn't need to worry about and focus on the stuff we did. So you know, I, we kind of just went headfirst into sort of you know the juicy stuff, not all the stuff around it. With kind of you know branding and spending money on your marketing and like. You know, yeah, okay, yeah, and I, I, yeah. We, we, I had a like really good mate. It was just sort of a really serendipitous time where he um just finished his stint with his um design company, so he came on board straight away uh, and um, he's basically uh, done all the design. So it was like, yeah, it just all worked really well. Nice. So uh, different to the designer that did the grassy knoll stuff. Different guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. I um. I love the motto, made to froth. I think that's really cool, actually. Um, six-hour drive down to um, Tathra, down near Marimbula. So oh, yeah. I spent the whole time, no music, no nothing. I was just sick of the taglines. I was, I was going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've said that it's like um, university sort of town, all yeah. that sort of thing. Is it a, a younger facing kind of brand what's what's the vibe of it all um yes and no we a big a big target audience and um a lot of the community that i sort of know are probably sort of similar age to me so in their 30s yep. um possibly you know have a pretty good career they're like spending a lot of money on mountain biking or they you know buying surfboards or whatever they're you know they, <laughs> right, i guess that's probably craft beer mark for a lot of people yeah we did get a lot of young people because we put a lot of um, gigs on with Rad Dan Radburn. So we did a gig uh, beer called Rad Palo with him, and so he puts a lot of music on and promotes it and stuff. So we get a lot of uni students come out, but it's really hard because you kind of you're trying to price point a beer that they're going to yeah. afford. But you know, most of our beers are sort of big and hazy, so we're 
Yeah, unless they're really into their beer, they're probably just not going to go there. Yeah, and unless junior students have changed over the last 20 years, they want high ABV and low um, schooner <laughs> prices. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so what about you as a person, as a brewer? How, how much have you changed since we last spoke? Oh, yeah, I'd have to say a lot. It's been uh, it's been a crazy ride um, saying yes first to taking over the brewery and then sort of all the things in between. So it's kind of... Um, in a way, I've taken a step back from, like, I guess before of Grassy Knoll was doing pretty much just everything along with Ben. Yep. Um, now it's just it's just way too much. A lot of it I probably sort of focus a bit on the brewing and some of the back end stuff. You'll probably find me on a laptop at the brewery these days. Oh. Um, got a full-time brewer with me, Nelson. He's, um, he's becoming a little young gun brewer, so he's – He's doing all the backbreaking, heavy lifting. Um, I get in there and help when I can, which is like we, if he's brewing, I, I'm in there with him too. But I, yep. a lot of the time, I'm just doing stuff on the computer, yeah, which okay. is sort of sad, but it's also good. You know, you have to. It's like you've got a grown up job now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I feel really grown up. You have to pick your battles, I guess. But yep. You want to do everything, but you just can't. And this is, this is probably the. Probably the most mature thing I've probably learnt, you know. <laughs> and have have you learnt a lot about uh, the world of um, financing one of these things? Yeah. No. I, um, yes and no. I, I got I got pretty lucky. I have to say, with with the brewery, I had some options there to um, lease to own. So yep. um, it was a pretty sort of safe sort of entry into it, you okay. know, with a bit of. The big investments that we've done are kind of the upgrades we did straight away. So we pretty much effectively doubled our brewing capacity. That was one thing I wanted to do straight away because it was quite a small brewery. Yep. And then a few other things like extra storage, like cold storage and um, a few few mod cons to the brewery to make life easier. And your own canning line? Uh, not yet, but you know, I was thinking about it today actually. That's just like we, we've – we're basically canning every fortnight with East Coast canning, the mobile canners. Yep. So uh, it's probably getting to the point where it's like, you know, had our own canning line would probably paid off, pay itself off pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, and then also we're a bit limited in space. You know, we've got, got a good – we've got room to grow the brewery and we've got, we've got a pretty decent sort of tap room size, which we're – I wanted to sort of balance quite evenly because we put a lot of gigs on in, in events. I wanted that space. I didn't uh, want to yeah, okay. stand a steel on like a few seats, you know. So um, it's a balancing act. So, you know, I think probably classic brewery stories, it's like wait for the neighbour to <laughs> knock the wall down, something like that. <laughs> if he's listening, you know, no, we still love you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love asking brewers, you know, they've moved from one brewery to another. If they simply take their favourite brew recipe from brewery A and tweak Ooh. a few little things and it becomes a new beer at brewery B. Um, yeah. Surely, I mean, this is all kind of your own thing. It's not like you're stealing a recipe from yourself. So nah. just just, uh, just own it, mate, did you? Well, good question. I I really tried not to. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I try my best not to. There's certain like malt bills that I just love too much um, that I guess I kept, but I did it in instead of that malt bill being like a 5% beer, like it ended up being a sort of 6 
0.2% beer, which is kind of the NEPA, you know, you can sort yep. of scale it. And then I really tried to focus on a, um, a different hop bill. Okay. Yep. This is probably a little insight. It's a bit of a juicy, juicy one <laughs> here. It's like I wanted to focus on really just folk, um, pairing two hops together. So okay. A lot, a lot of our core beers only pair two hops. Oh, cool. I got pretty crazy, like, for a point there, and it's just like you're ordering three, four, to even five different hops in a beer, and you're kind of going, well, what's really going on? So I found I can fine-tune a beer so much better if, you know, I've got my focus hop and then then a buddy hop. But if if one's kind of not working, I might push the other one. It's like, you know, just two faders. (laughs) I like that. It's like all the... So all, that, the, all the great duos in music from years gone past, Captain and Tennille, Hall and Oates, you know. Yeah, <laughs> great well, ones. I like, like it. Yeah, that yeah, that's definitely was when it, when we when I designed all the recipes at the start, I was just going, right, let's let's just not go overboard here. Cause when Seeker opened, I had we've got six tanks at the brewery. I was like, let's get six beers. And when those beers are ready, we'll have the opening. So I didn't it was basically on the drawing board going, what are these six beers going to be? And like, what two hops am I going to use? Or if it has hops, you know? So, and I've kind of taken that approach with a lot of the beers. I mean, some, sometimes there's still, you know, there's still be only one hop or it might be three. Um, a couple of beers have three, but that third hop is, it, it might be sort of the bittering or a little bit of whirlpool hop. But yeah. Okay. That's, that's probably the, the big one for me that I've um, got into a lot. And I might change in a year's time when we chat again. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's your favourite, uh, what's your Lennon and McCartney? What's your favourite pairing? Everyone's going to hate me if I, when I say this, but I really like um, Sabro and Strata. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Wow, I'm not going to hate you. That's just, <laughs> I was not expecting that to be your answer. Uh, to kind of... Polarizing hops, would you oh, call it? I love it. I love it because Strata's wow. a very strong hop, and I think it um, it you you don't get that one dimensional Sabro flavor. Yep, that you you hear a lot of people sort of um, dislike. Yeah, so I really feel like it. You know, if you still taste Sabro, but you're going oh, pina yeah, colada on the top. Yeah, but I'm getting kind of like I'm getting this. I'm getting this other sort of like um, these flavors to it. So. Yeah, that's a classic one. So Sabra works really good with Samba as well. I think it's called Zumba now. They changed the name. What? Sabra is now Zumba? No, um, Samba is Samba. now Zumba. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they just changed one letter because, I think, you know, copyright or something. It's kind of like, um, what is it, um, Ella. It was Oh, Stella. Stella. Yeah. Yeah, Stella, Ella, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, yeah. I was always um, into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favourite beer from the Grassy Knoll, as I think you might remember, was the the Midi. Oh, uh, Valley Mid. Yeah. Yeah. Does does that live on Ooh. in some way, shape, or form? It's very close. To, very close to a beer that we've just released with Seeker, um, called, like that's a, now a lager. Oh. Um, the malt wheel is a bit different and different hops, but it's interesting that, yeah, it's a, like when when it came out, a lot of people said it's like, it tastes like the Valley Mid. But I wasn't 
intentionally trying to rip it off. <laughs> so that's the the crisp lager that I'm looking at here on the website, is it? Yes, one we just released last week. With um, so we've got three big collabs and um, that I'm pretty proud of, and and the guys that we work with. So one's DP Lager, one's Huck the World, and the other one's Rad. They're all amazing guys running like really cool local companies. Um, oh, yeah. It's so something that um, I've always wanted to do from the get go with with Seeker was not yep. so much be like, hey, here's our brand. It's like, how can we work with like the scene here and actually create more community? Oh, I do like that, and and you know I think that's something that that, you know, a lot of breweries are starting to cotton on to now that <clears throat> with, you know, the the advent of some of these, um, you know, craft beers that are faux craft, you know, taking on the world and taking over some of that market yeah. share that the littler ones used to sort of all fight for, I'm talking to you, better beer, um, yeah. <laughs> that uh, maybe the the whole coming into your own community and and looking after community because they look after you is is maybe a good way to go because you can't fight those bigger beers in kegs and things like that on the, the broader market. Yeah, and we found, yeah, 100%. We found the support so much nicer and um, also just the shared, like, fun of, like, brewing beers with other people. Yeah. Not necessarily even probably would have thought, like, I don't think any of these collabs that we did with the local businesses would have probably th- ever thought they would have had a beer. You know, now they do it and it's just, it's uh, totally exciting for them. You know, I'm always getting messages, oh, yeah, sweet got the beer out here and they're running different events and then we're sort of focusing on too. So it's always, you know, there's definitely the marketing element behind yep. it. You know, so was that one, that wasn't fuck the world, it was huck with huck, an H, wasn't it? Yeah, huck the world. It's like I think it's a mountain biking term to sort of. Oh, right. Okay. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, huck that, huck this, you know. <laughs> Okay. I'm probably like, you know, I'm probably not cool enough to actually really even know what it really means, but I, it's kind of like jibbing and snowboarding, I think. Or, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of you're, really, you're really selling it. You've got it oh, all covered. laughing at me right now, but. <laughs> okay. uh, um, another one of the, the beers that caught my eye, I forget when it was a little while ago, it was the Big Red Milkshake IPA. Yeah, right? that's right, yeah. What, what's that one all about? Yeah, so Big Red uh, was was a dear friend of ours. He um, backstory is he is a huge um, music supporter. Yep. So I met him years ago when I when our band played down in Wollongong. He was front and center. He he basically went to the Rad Bar like seven nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When, we, when he opened Seeker, he had a connection with Rad, and Rad told us, "Oh, this new brewery open, and should go and check it out." He came in one day. We we're still renovating the brewery, and yeah, from then on, we've he's been coming in once a week. Um, oh, nice. Coming on Friday at twelve o'clock, get a pizza, a few beers. He um, so he he was in a car accident when he turned eighteen. It's quite yep. sad. So and then he had a brain injury from that. Yep. Um. So he had a carer with him, but he was just such a genuine, big, loving guy, and. Only just recently, like a month ago, he passed away, unfortunately. Oh. So, um it's was this yeah, it's all it's all been happening. It's um oh, shit. Yeah, very it's been very sad, but um the real the, the great thing is we are we spent like the last four months we I, I went to a few gigs with him. Um my brewer, the brewer that works with me was um taking him out as a carer to some gigs and 
yeah, we really got to know him really well. I had a good time. He basically came in and said, hey, Jeff, you've got to, like, brew me a beer. Let's do a beer together. I said, okay, <laughs> you great. What are we doing? He goes, well, it has to be big because he's, he's he was a big guy. Yep. He's about, I think he's, like, eight foot or eight foot five. Big guy. <laughs> That's big. <laughs> And so he wanted to be, he wanted, he goes, Jeff, what's the biggest can you can do? And I said, oh, it's 500 mil. He's like, yep, we're doing that. And we had, we've only focused on 375 mil. So yeah, we'll do it. And he wanted it 8.4%. Jesus. And yeah, because he's a 1984 model. <laughs> he's, he's I like a, it. He's IT, like he was very funny. And uh, everyone was going, all right, like big red IPA. But he was like, no, nah, I don't like red IPAs. Like I want it sweet. So we sort of went with the raspberry milkshake, like super yep. sweet, a lot of lactose. But he loved the beer. We brewed the beer with him, um, the first batch, and it actually sold out really quickly because he has, like he's really well known in the community. I was going to say, did it sell out because the beer was great or because he was great? He was great, yeah. Like yep. he, um, he spent a lot of time like in bars and cafes and like going to gigs. And he actually got like we weren't even in the uni bar at this point. He got us in the uni bar, another bar in town, Peppies, which mostly do um, the big guys like Carlton yep. and Line and stuff. So he got us in there. So it was really cool. It sold out quick. And then he sort of hustled and hustled me to do another batch. I said, Oh, it's a limited. Not many people get their own beers, Big Red, you know, like. <laughs> So anyway, we um, did it again and, yeah, it was, it was super unfortunate. Like he went away on holiday and, yeah, he's, that's when he passed away. So we put ah, a lot of Jeez. beer in his honour and we've been – we put on a tribute night for him. Um, what would have been like I'm going to say three weeks ago now. Yep. And we had all his family – our band play because he wanted Piri to play and the – Nelson's band, who's a brewer, his band played Drift. So we had a really fun night. It was um after doors closed, we were still there quite late. We're just big reds for him. The only way to do it when you're honouring a mate. Um, yeah. A sad but but lovely story for, for yeah, sure. It's like we because he had a yeah he had his health complications, you know, and like but he lived life to the fullest, and we like all loved him for it and he brought a smile to us and we're so stoked we got this beer and um we're definitely we'll be bringing it back this time every year for his honor birthday was a couple of weeks ago too so lovely stuff Lovely stuff. something like that yeah that's i know i like that i really like that great great story mate um looking at you you mentioned it before uh the room that you're in tonight is the same room we spoke when we spoke last time that you're in last time I had a drum kit, this time it's got a bed, you're growing up. Uh, but I just, I just picked up then that you, you played again as the, you know, your band played for the yeah. big red tribute. Um, you, you're back, back into it. Are you? Yeah. Well, I'd never really quit. It was just COVID. I think at the time uh, yeah. you, I wasn't playing, but um, no, I, was, I still play. I'll probably wouldn't say I'm playing as regularly, but I, when the gigs come away, I say, yes, I, I was, we did a wedding last Friday and, we got a couple of Pira shows coming up. We're doing we're doing um, New Year's Eve, but then before that, we're actually doing um, Coffs Beer Fest, which is up the coast, playing nice. that. And then also Seeker Seeker will be um, gonna stand as well. Have be, you? I'll be judging the home brew comp, and the winner oh, nice. will brew a beer at the brewery. So it's kind of like kill two birds with one stone for them. Yeah, nice, nice. Mm. Um, and what about the fans of Grassy Knoll? Have they um have they come with you or have they struck you off the Christmas card list? 
No, yeah, I think they've all supported, like, supported the move. Um, I know Ben. Ben's a big advocator. A lot of like the fans that followed him in the grassy knoll. They're definitely. I've got all the seeker merch now, so you know. Cool. That's good. That's good. Um, as I said to you. Uh, on an intro or off mic or whatever, um, from the outside looking in, it just looked completely like you'd uh, jump ship from one brewery to another. It wasn't until I sort of <laughs> dug a little bit that I found out it was a bit more than that. But I guess my thoughts were that it would be consistent with the wider employment market right now, um, talking about that great resignation everybody's living through. Yeah. I've heard of another, you know, few brewers and staff and all that sort of thing moving around a bit in the in the industry. Have you, you know, had some friends shifting from brewery to brewery at all? So have you been your experience? Um, not really, but it's like funny. So we've got we've got someone um, working in the bar at ours who sort of has worked with um, a couple of the breweries before. So I'm not sure why she's left that. I think she wanted to move actually because the breweries were down in Jervis Bay. So I have a feeling it was just because she wanted to move. But yeah, <laughs> I don't really know too many. Not in Wollongong anyway. No, yeah. oh, I know actually a couple in Sydney. I know have moved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Max, who was working at Australian Breweries now, had a brewer at Filter. Oh, good so, gig. Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's all happening. I'm pretty sure all the um, the beer reps are jumping ship, um, you know, for, for, for the better pay or for better lifestyle or whatnot. They seem, <laughs> they seem to have no loyalty. No, no. No, they're just selling a product. Yeah, I, I know quite a few who have uh, jumped in the last <laughs> yeah. you know, years. Yeah, well, you know, why not? You said it. Change the change the shirt logo and away they go. And oh, it's the best yeah. beer ever. Yeah, maybe they get over, over drinking that same beer all the time, so they well, get, get more different free beer. Yep. Shout, <laughs> out, shout out to my mate Josh Connors, who's just um, done that, going from line over to Hobart Brewing Company. Yeah, flogging their beers, which are which are great, by the way. I must say, <laughs> shout uh, out to the guys really at Hobart Brewing. Get down at Tasmania. Gee. Say again. Really keen to get down to Tassie and try some beers. We, we had a guy come up from. Launceston, he was in the brewery. He's talking about, I think he owns a bar in Launceston. Oh, Tandy's or something like that, maybe? Um, St. John? It's a small craft beer bar. He said he's just down the road. Uh, look, it was Tandy, a St. John, Duquesne. There's a, there's a couple of them. They're, they've actually got a pretty decent scene up there for the for the craft beer bars. It goes well. He was saying something about also there's like, um, it's, there's like more Michelin stars in that town than. Yeah, it's, it's something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some uh, great, great like restaurants. Pretty, pretty good place to be. Whereabouts are you in, Tassie? I'm a Hobart, so, you know, uh, Hobart well. and system people don't see eye to eye because it's north versus south and all that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. um, I love Hobart. Hobart's awesome. Yeah, no, it goes well. I was, I was uh, on the beer fest. I was right next to Moo Brew. Um, oh, yeah, beautiful. Patting Moo Brews and, and Seeker and sharing beers. It was good. Yeah, nice, nice. The dark Ale went down well because it's been oh, really- I love their, love their Dark Ale. Great yeah. beer, great beer. Yeah. Hey, um, I couldn't help us but notice that your your email address is now at the Tinco. What the hell is that all about? <laughs> you got big plans taking over the world. Oh, well, yeah, you know, like it's it's the line, Nathan of um. <laughs> 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 I love it. Uh, I kind of, I guess, from like you know, lessons you learn. It was sort of we wanted it should be at Seeker Brewing, but um, when I when we initially set it up, we set up a parent company. 
Yeah, played under. So it just made things easier, kind of with. Um, For the next time you want to jump ship and buy another brewery. That's right. Yeah. You know, when you get, get ready, sure. when you get restless and <laughs> need to move on once again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next now for Seeker? You've established yourself pretty well in the town. You've got your kit sorted. You know, you're yeah. making some great beers again. You seem pretty settled, but you're still only, you know, less than oh, 12 months in sort of thing. So Yeah, definitely. I think at this point now it's um, head down, bum up, brew some beers. Yep. Keep keep the tanks full over Christmas and see how we go. We really try and get the tap room going. Fingers fingers crossed everybody can have a good Christmas trading period this year because the right, yeah. industry really needs it. My God. I think that's on everyone's mind at the moment. We're just yeah. kind of like, let's just try and get some beers sold over Christmas, have a good time. And then uh, next year at some point, we'll hopefully we can add some more tanks if all things go well. Yep. That's the idea. and. Yeah, I think long term it'd be nice um, to look at probably doing having a bar somewhere like up the yep. possibly Brisbane or up up um, mid North Coast. Yeah, okay. Where I grew up, there's a lot of opportunity for that, and you know, I think it's sort of the how flooded the wholesale market is. Not that it's a bad thing; it's just it's the it's business, hard. the business model is just it's really good when you can kind of just sell retail. Really, you know. So yeah, making yeah. money, making money on the bars. So yep. Why not just sort of do that? I really like how kind of there's a, a lot of breweries doing it. Range is one that got the bar in Melbourne, stuff like that. So yep. you know, not that we're anywhere near them, but you know, I think that business model is probably something that people are going to be looking to go go down a lot these days. Yeah, it's certainly. I mean, it's fairly topical this week with the. Um, the creation of the local drinks collective with um, yeah. Batch and, and Wayward doing that that kind of thing together, I suppose, where mm. one's got the bigger brewery, one's got the the extra bars and that sort of thing, and you know finding a way to work together to do those kinds of things where you're not reliant on, as you say, the the wholesale market to push out those kegs, which is very difficult. Yeah, Batch's got got um, the Bucket Boys, the bottle shop, and that bar there, so that's yeah. like, that's probably a really good move. So th- those sort of things, I think going to start seeing a lot more of, you know. Yeah, it makes, makes sense to me. I know a guy if you need me to hook you up with uh, getting involved, so. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get one down in Tassie, speaker in Tassie. Sounds good. Mate, sounds good. Yeah, easy to go down there. Yeah, any excuse to come down for a junket, eh? <laughs> yeah. You can get down here and do some collaborations. There's some great brewers down uh, here. There's some pubs down in the Hobart that you just can't beat, really. Yeah, no, there's, there's some absolute – I – I used to, when I was younger, I used to be a little bit, I don't know, embarrassed about Hobart and and growing up in Hobart and not leaving, because yeah. my wife and I we always sort of had this idea that we wanted to be near the, the two families and we would travel. We've travelled to fuckloads of places, and so we balance out the fact that we haven't left with doing lots of travel. And I used to always feel like I had to justify myself to anybody who said, "Oh, where are you from? Are you born and raised?" And I used to get a little bit embarrassed. But yeah. uh, I think maybe now I'm older and wiser. It's like, nah, this this is a great little oh, place. Yeah. Yeah, well, where I grew up was a super small town, two thousand people, and even in the sort of local um, shire, it was uh, if, where you're from, Barrable. You kind of like you're oh, embarrassed by it, but now you just you know, I love it. Like, yeah, it. yeah, and I love it. I'm like you know I'm ten minutes in my car to to the city, and and anybody yeah. who's from anywhere outside of this place, like oh that's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks. Totally. 
That's what I love about Wollongong. Actually, it's sort of like we always had this joke going from when we first moved here. It's like it's ten minutes pretty much anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we get a bit sport here down in Hobart. If it's if it's more than say fifteen minutes, I'm not fucking going there. Yeah, yeah, like, no. yeah. What a waste of time. That's a day trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If I'm going to go across to the other side of town to go to Bunnings, well, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Pack your lunch. <laughs> I do second. I do have second thoughts because I've got a Bunnings uh, probably seven minutes one way and maybe eighteen the other. And yeah. I went to it, the seven-minute one the other day and it didn't have one. I'm like, am I really going to go 18 minutes to go and get this thing I yeah. really need? God, that's going to take me forever. Yeah. yeah so spoiled. That, sure, yeah. So spoiled. I was spending a lot of time in uh, – uh, when I first moved down, I was driving to Sydney back and forth a lot because I still had a lot of stuff going on there. But now when it's like when I have to go back to Sydney, it's kind of like, oh, really? Like – no, so I try and really pack in my Sydney trip to sort of make <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Hey, my last question before we go tonight, um, yep. I can still see them on the wall there. Yeah, fantastic yeah. Uh, art, art on the wall of the of the cans. Um, your connection tonight is pretty ordinary, but I think they've been updated to Seeker cans. Is that yeah. right? We've got um, – Jed has done some Seeker art for sure, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. These are actually still grassy knoll. <laughs> I think oh, as your internet connection is pretty ordinary. Oh, they could oh, be, sorry, they could be yeah. coke cans for all I know on the wall there, but they're still still the grassy knoll. Got a few limiteds and some of the core there. Um, just haven't taken them down. They they sort of they suit the room pretty well. So yeah. oh, it's, it's still still part of your history too. Like it's almost like having the old ex girlfriend from when you were younger. If you didn't completely fall out with them, you still got some fond memories, I suppose. Oh, definitely, yeah. No, it's still, yeah, really good. Um, I, I think the intention too was, at the start was like, yeah, we'll just we'll run both, you know. We'll Grassy Knoll can still brew out of the brewery, but we soon got to a point where we're like, hang on, we're like we can run out of beers from both companies or just start focusing on one and we kind of just made a decision just, you know, let's just <laughs> let's do one well. <laughs> makes, makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. So. Yeah, a bit off more than I can chew off that idea. <laughs> no, fair enough. Yeah. Well, mate, uh, thanks for jumping online tonight. Uh, you and I had troubles getting our calendars lined up and Hopefully, we yeah. eventually got here and we had. And I'm so glad we did because I was, I was really interested to see what this uh, next chapter in your brewing career is all about and where you're heading. It sounds pretty cool. Um, the new the new branding looks absolutely ace. And as I said before, I love the uh, the tagline "Made to Froth." It's cool. I think it suits yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. So Just we no. um, I have to send you some beers down now. I won't say no, mate. You know, I'll never yeah. never knock them back. Cool. Maybe you could wrap them up in an old grassy knoll t shirt. <laughs> I hear you've got a few left over. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, Lovely. great stuff, mate. Um, all the best for the future. I think you're going to go well because the last lot of beers were magnificent. So uh, good luck and cheers to great beers. Thanks, Chris. See you, mate. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have an interesting beer story and want to be a guest on the Beer Healer interviews, send me a message via my Facebook page. And once again, if you want to help out the show, a simple rate and review on Apple Podcasts or a follow, like or share on any other podcast service will do the trick. I'll catch you soon.